0: You're listening to another AmbitiousEntrepreneurNetwork.com podcast. The voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. Are you frustrated and confused about how to attract new clients? Nothing you have done is working and you're tired of waiting for the phone to ring. Imagine learning the tips and tools that will help you get noticed and booked by your ideal client. And paid what you're worth for your amazing services. Now's the time to make your dream a reality. And the ambitious Entrepreneur Show will teach you how. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. Hi everyone, welcome back to another show. This is episode 154. Do you have an idea for a business? However, you haven't taken action because you're just not sure whether the idea will be a success or not. Or perhaps you've got a great business idea you know the importance of getting feedback from potential customers and your ideal market to make sure you're on the right track. However, you've got limited finances. Well, today, Andrea Martins joins me. Andrea co-founded the global resource site, Expat Women, which was acquired for an undisclosed six-figure deal in April 2014. She also founded Story Resumes to help job seekers get noticed with eye-catching resumes. And she's currently working on her startup, Green Socks, which is Australia's first Uber for lawn care. And on today's show, Andrea's going to share how to get customer feedback on your new business idea without spending thousands of dollars, how to get free feedback from mentors, advisors and investors, as well as sharing more information about the global phenomenon called Startup Weekend, how attending Startup Weekend impacted and inspired Andrea to take action. So welcome to the show, Andrea. Thank you very much, anne Pleasure to be here. And we know that when we're thinking about marketing and doing marketing research for our business, it's so very, very important, particularly if we've got a business idea or an idea for a product. Yet for some entrepreneurs, the thought of having to have a lot of different expenses in marketing can be very expensive for them. So what kind of advice do you have for people who've got a great business idea, they want to get customer feedback on their ideas without breaking the bank? Well,
1: this is one that I definitely have some ideas for because I've done it wrong and I've done it right. So for expatwomen.com, when we launched that, we launched it on what we thought people would want and we were lucky it was Mm -hmm. what people wanted. But with story resumes, I got lots of great feedback from people saying, wow, this is fantastic. But what I didn't check is, okay, well, who's actually going to pay for this? So I learned that lesson the hard way Mm. (laughs) in terms of how much money you outlay before you actually check if a customer is willing to pay for that idea. So that brings me to Startup Weekend, which I attended last year, which I can tell you more about a little later on. But Startup Weekend really taught us to go and get customer feedback as soon as possible so on the weekend that we attended we were all told you have to go out it's compulsory to go out this weekend and get feedback from people at shopping centers or from people at whatever place you think your audience might be gathering so that was really a great learning experience for those of us that have been running businesses for years and there were many of us in the room who'd never actually approached it like that we normally would spend the money get everything set up and then hope people would buy. <laughs> it was a, it was such a simple concept, but it it really just fo- turned everything on its head and said, "Hey, you have to go and ask people today, mm. not people that you know, but strangers, do you like the idea and if you like it, how much would you pay for it?" Yes. And that was a great
0: learning experience would have saved us thousands if we'd done that years ago it's interesting isn't it and I know that there are market research companies who will go out there and do that for you and and that really is quite expensive it can be a very costly exercise and you know you mentioned that you were encouraged through this this uh, weekend and we'll talk about that later for sure you were encouraged go out to shopping centers and any other places that you believe your ideal client would hang out and go and ask them so Did they give you an advice on, please share your experience. Were there a number of people that you kind of set an intention, I want to speak to X amount of people and and ask them these key questions? We just had a time limit. So we were given one and a half hours Mm -hmm. to ask
1: as many people as possible. So I think from memory I got to speak to about 47 people. Only two people said, no, thanks, I'm not going to stop. Everybody else stopped and answered my three quick questions, which I was so happy about because it actually – gave me the feedback that nobody would pay for the product (laughs) so we went back and uh, really had to battle it out with the team because one of the other team members went to a different shopping center and said that all 17 people would pay and I had been face to face with 47 people that said great idea but we wouldn't pay so it was a really great learning experience because you can outsource that as well but you don't actually understand why people won't pay or see the reaction when you ask them how much that they would pay Mm -hmm. so that in itself was fantastic
0: And so one of the key questions I believe you you ask people is, would you pay for the service? And and as you've said it previously, with a, a previous business idea, you ask people, you put the idea forward. Yeah, fantastic. But asking that question, if this was presented to you and you had that need, would you invest in it? And that kind of answer was no. Did you want to share what the other two questions were that you asked people? I think the first one was just this is the idea. What mm-hmm. do you think of it? Yep. The second one was would you
1: pay for it? And yep. the third one would, was how much would you pay for it? And then based on their feedback, I would then, if they hadn't told me why they wouldn't pay, mm. I would just ask, oh, you know, can, can I ask why or can you give me some feedback? So that was great. But one of the things that we didn't do on Start Weekend that I have done since, which I highly recommend, is to use the Google Consumer Surveys which I'm not sure if you've used the memory, but they're a really cheap way of getting some feedback for your idea.
0: Yeah, I think surveys are just so important. And as you've said yourself, and, and I know that if we kind of spoke to a number of listeners, we all kind of have that idea or, or a story about an idea that we had. We spent so many hours, in, and for some of us, investment in, in getting that idea off the ground, launched the business, and it was kind of like crickets. And, and we want to avoid that for all of our listeners. Yes, surveys are just so very important. I think also what's important when you go out and ask people whether it is face-to-face like you did at the shopping centres or whether you do create, say, a Google consumer survey is to keep the questions as short and concise as as possible to ensure that you get as much participation from uh, those people that are contributing information to your survey. Would you suggest that that's true? Oh, absolutely.
1: And especially if you do try the Google consumer surveys. So on that one, I surveyed 5,000 people, which cost $500, which if you think that's really not that much money to get some honest feedback from 5,000 Australians. Yes. And I segmented it into different male, female and age groups in Australia. And I asked them, if you wanted this particular service, which website would you go to first? Mm. And that was just fantastic because it gave me many more websites that I'd not found in my own research and I had been researching for some time for my latest idea and people were saying, no, I would go to this website first. And I was like, wow, I didn't even know people knew about that. Or, or mm-hmm. a lot of people actually, 40-something percent of people said they would go to Google, which to me means nobody came to mind on, on that particular service that they would go to first. So surveys like that, I mean lots of other ones I've conducted for my l- latest idea as well that maybe I spent $25 on or $10 because $10 still buys you 100 responses. So mm. it's a great tool. I
0: highly recommend it. Yeah. With that, what, you know, one of the things that I think people can also struggle with, so would love for you to share on, on this, if you've created a, a questionnaire, you created a survey and it's straight to the point, it's concise, reaching out to people some people may not have a community yet compiled of their their ideal clients sure if you go to a shopping center you've got people that you can get in front of but when we're thinking of social media and online what sort of advice do you have to people to to ensure that they really do get their survey their questionnaire out in front of their ideal client were there things that you did to to ensure that you really maximised the exposure with regards to my latest startup, Green Socks, mm. we haven't reached out to
1: anyone other. Or we've done, we've asked lawn care providers, and yes. before that, we had asked handymen. So we've asked people that are actually doing the jobs right now, and we've done the Google surveys. We haven't actually gone onto social media or or asked people down that track. But one of the other things that I, I recommend is there's a site called Clarity. C-L-A-R-I-T-Y dot F-M. And that site, you can actually tap into some of the expertise of people that have already been doing things like this in a potentially different markets. So that site is really good. You can book people for a $1 a minute or $2 a 50 minute. Everyone has a different rate and ask someone who's already doing it. In mm. our case, one of the things we did is we couldn't find somebody on Clarity. So we reached out to what would be one of our competitors in the United States and just asked them for some feedback because they were only operating in a couple of cities. They were not one of the big players. Can you give us some feedback? What have you learned along the way, et cetera, et cetera. And they were really forthcoming in terms of this is, these are the mistakes we've learned. Don't make these in your market. And I mean, that was just, priceless that information
0: wow isn't that wonderful that someone will, will do that because not everybody sees helping a competitor even if they are in a different country you know uh, that way is so forthcoming so that's fantastic but I'm one of those firm believers that there is so much business out there that yeah competition really is in, in the mind of the, the individual person so because why I asked about reaching out to people, I mean, you said you reached out to 5,000 people. That would give you such an awesome amount of content to really base your decisions around. So was that kind of using the same principles you just spoke about? That was using Google consumer surveys. Mm. So that was
1: definitely a great source of data. One that I don't think I could have got Using my $500 somewhere else because I also checked some of the market research companies and it just didn't
0: compare to what Google could give me. Mm. And I think what you just said is absolute key is that so many people, over 40% of people said if they were looking for something, they would immediately go to Google. So I would imagine that Google has such a huge database of specifically designed and defined ideal marketplaces. So reaching Absolutely. out Is there a special link or so that we can put on the show notes that if people want to know more about the Google consumer surveys that they can reach out and, and connect it to them? Absolutely, I don't know it offhand. Normally, I just type in Google Consumer
1: Survey. Okay, <laughs> that's <all> right. <laughs>
0: There you go. You heard it uh, live here. So Google consumer surveys, type that into Google and that will certainly uh, show you how to to get that that set up. So what sort of other tips and strategies that, that you did that you found really helpful around getting feedback from say mentors, advisors, and even potential investors? Because that kind of is a, a whole different level of knowledge and, and awareness that we can can get.
1: Oh, absolutely. So one of the things that I did was after startup weekend last year, I started to throw myself into the startup community up here on the Sunshine Coast in Queensland mm-hmm. and started meeting people who wanted to be involved in the community as well, but were not at my side of the table with a great idea wanting to bring it to life, but it actually people who brought great ideas to life and wanted to give back because as you mentioned before, there are actually so many people that would love to give back, even just feel valued because people ask their opinion. So people that were investors that had had multi-million dollar exits were in my community and I didn't even know it. And, you know, one gentleman gave me three hours of his time at his house just to give me feedback on my idea and plenty of other people as well. And following on from that, there are other events that are actually out there that give you feedback on your ideas. So one event was in Brisbane at iLab, which is a startup space and incubator. And they had an event called Mentor Blaze. And you signed up to that and you got to have one-on-one sessions with four different mentors. That's 20 minutes per session. So these are the, the kinds of mentors that were usually too busy running their own empires to <laughs> field questions from strangers. So I thought that was an incredible privilege and I was lucky. I was standing around in, in the last session and caught the eye of a mentor who had a spot Free. So I actually got five 20-minute one-on-one sessions talking only about my idea with these amazing people, and that's led actually on to a follow-on session with one of the gentlemen a few months later who gave me another couple of hours of his time, things that we think, wow,
0: these people would actually want to help. And it's true, there's people out there that really want to help you if you just ask. Mm. And so with, with obviously that event, that was a special event which sounds absolutely amazing, and that really was created with the intention of these mentors giving of of their support, giving their ideas and so forth for the mentees such as yourself. In instances where you perhaps are attending a networking event or you're there networking at, I don't know, something which you know that there are other like-minded businesses there, How would you approach someone then if you recognize, wow, this person has got such a great wealth and depth of knowledge, I would love to be able to tap into their expertise. How would you suggest we go about approaching them so that we're we're not too pushy or, or standoffish? What's the best way? I think too many
1: networking events, people put up this facade that they are totally successful and everyone they meet, they have to say, I'm so successful too. I think if people actually just met someone and said, hey, I'm really struggling with this particular aspect of my business, could you quickly give me a few tips? Mm -hmm. You'd be surprised that people usually will come out and give you a few tips, provided it's not a direct competitor, of course, or somebody who doesn't want to share, but most people will say, hey, yeah, I've done that, I tried that, don't do that, do this, because you're not typically seen as a threat. If you actually just be open and susceptible and show you're a little bit vulnerable, I mean, Mm -hmm. we haven't all got it made. And I think sometimes networking events have a lot to answer for when we actually think we have to look like we've got everything figured
0: out. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that kind of transparency, it really does allow us to uh, tap into the support, the network uh, out there and really can support us in a way that we can avoid time and, and costly errors and mistakes if only we we ask and and find out about them. So I think that's such a a great strategy. And you know what? One of the questions that I went to, to a networking event, we were encouraged to ask a number of different questions. And one of them was around, you know, what sort of challenges do you have in your business? What sort of support are you looking for at at the moment? And that question really opened up that that space for both parties to talk about some of the things that they're working on and some of the support that they needed. And I think those questions really took the conversation to a far deeper level where both parties could really brainstorm and support one another in in such a better way than as you said just the surface stuff exactly Mm. exactly and so with that and you you think back to say some of the ideas that you've gotten from working with those mentors and from getting their advice I would imagine that you walked away from that event with a ton load of, of notes to work on yes Oh, absolutely. And what was great was that the
1: mentors, some of them gave me the same advice. So if you hear it from one person, you think, okay, but when you hear the same thing three times out of five that night, it's like, okay, well, they really do know what they're talking about. I really should change my direction on that particular thing.
0: Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So let's talk about uh, Startup Weekend. What is Startup Weekend? Because I can hear that it really impacted uh, so much of how you took your new business idea. Oh, absolutely.
1: Startup Weekend changed my business life and, and perspective, definitely. So Startup Weekend started in Boulder, Colorado and it's a global phenomenon in terms of every weekend there's one or two dozen startup weekends happening all around the world in australia there's been quite a few already just go mm-hmm. on to startupweekend.org and find when the next one's coming up and they have them now in different sectors as well as general there's health and there's a been a kids one there's a teens one coming and i think they've had a financial sector one but basically the idea is 60 or 70 people sign up for the weekend, you show up on Friday night and you pitch an idea, a business idea that you're not working on already and haven't invested lots of money and time into already. And if you don't want to pitch, that's fine, but you're there listening to the ideas and everybody only has 60 seconds to pitch their idea. At the end of the pitches, people go around the room and vote with post-it notes, which ideas will be worked on during the weekend, and usually the, the top dozen or so get chosen, and then you form teams around whichever idea you want to work on for that weekend. And then it's just like a, a race, absolute race, to to work out how are we going to make this idea work, how are we going to talk to customers, how are we going to get some feedback, how are we going to get it, something online, because you work up until like 11 at night and then 7 in the morning, 11 at night, so that it's Sunday night, that You're pitching in front of four or five judges who are typically mentors, investors, advisors who really know what they're talking about. And just the pressure of working with a team of strangers to get something out so quickly was life-changing
0: because it made you work 10 times faster than you ever would have worked before. <laughs> it's kind of like, what's that show in the UK? And I think they've had the, the similar show here in Australia. Not the devil's dungeon. What, what dragons? Dragons den. Shark den. Dragon's den. Yes. Den. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So then, there obviously, some key ideas, business ideas, that are then really taken and really looked into, researched, brainstormed, and then after having that presented, and each of the key teams presents it to the mentors, do they then give their feedback as to which one? What, is there like a winner, or what kind of happens after that? Yes, so they give some brief feedback and then they award prizes. I
1: think we had a first, second and third and the first prize from memory included some free legals, some free business setup, some workspace and Mm -hmm. things that like a new business idea would really benefit from. Mm -hmm. So I know the team that won our weekend, they ended up months later going over to present at a big startup event in Dublin in an expo for their industry. So Mm -hmm. they've actually stayed together. Not all the teams will stay together because it's just a weekend experience that you can continue or not continue. Yes. But just to show you how much you can physically get done in one weekend is just fantastic. You can get done so much more than you ever dreamed if you really just focus for a whole weekend with
0: other people to brainstorm. It was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. What happens if you have an idea and you've done a little bit of research Research already on on this idea, and you think, well, you know what? I really want to take it to the startup weekend because there may be some things that I hadn't thought of. What happens in the event, and, and I don't know if, if you've kind of had this happen or heard of this happening. What happens if you are working with a group of people and they've given you great ideas, yet some of these people think, oh, this is such a great idea, I'm going to try and, and start up this business myself, because you start sharing more about that business idea that you have. Do you know whether that kind of thing happens or how you can protect yourself? Or Usually the idea
1: is that if you're working on that idea on the weekend yes. with a team of people, yep. the whole team has so-called rights to the idea if you're going to continue it after the weekend. So if there's
0: an idea that you really want to keep to yourself, probably not the best place to take your idea. (laughs) But I think going through that whole experience of the brainstorming and getting other people's feedback and and ideas really can take – your thinking and your awareness and, and to such a, a deeper level that even that whole process can support you in, in brainstorming and really chunking out some of those other ideas that you may not have brought up within that startup event. Is that what you found? Yeah, definitely. And
1: if you pitch and your idea isn't voted one of the 12 most popular, that in itself is feedback. So my idea that I pitched, it wasn't one of the, I think, 14 that went on for the weekend, so mm-hmm. then I w- went to choose another team to work on, but yes. that in itself is feedback, I think, on
0: your idea. Mm, absolutely, absolutely. So tell us about uh, a little bit about your wonderful business that you are st- starting up currently Green Sox. Mm. Yeah. So Green Sox is an mark- online
1: marketplace where we want to connect people who want their lawns mowed with people who mow lawns. Mm-hmm. It sounds quite simple and we would love to do it the way that Uber does it. Uber basically at the moment might have heard some good or bad press with regards to taxis and cars because they run a, a car sharing service. Sure. But there are so many different companies at the moment that are just following this concepts that Uber follow yeah. with regards to just book something on your phone really quickly. You can see when someone is coming to your house to do your service and just make everything so easy for the customer. Yeah, that's the goal. It mightn't be it look exactly like that from day one for us, mm-hmm. but, but that's what we're trying to do with green socks, actually connect people who mow lawns to people who want their lawns mowed. So yes. right now, Right now, Jim's Group is, as you would know, Jim's Mowing is the most famous name in Australia for mowing. Yes. But in 2012, Jim's Group turned away more than 100,000 leads. So to me, that comes back wow. to your idea, Amory, that there is just so much capacity out there for other people to work on the same idea but with a different angle and, and not just one company because they couldn't actually service 100,000 leads. So... They're still going to keep their fantastic business. It just needs someone else to pick up those extra 100,000 oh, isn't leads. Isn't that
0: incredible? That is a lot of business being turned away. And, you know, one of the things that you said, it sounds simple. You know, some of the most simplest ideas have gone on to build multi, multi-million dollar businesses. It doesn't yes. have to be that hard. I mean, if you really do your as you're doing you're doing your market research you've recognized a need in the marketplace and if you can provide that need if you can fulfill that need then that is a great business and so absolutely sounds really really exciting how can people find out a little bit more about your new business and get in contact with you Thank you, Emery. So, Green Socks, G-R-E-E-N-S-O-C-K-S.com.au
1: is where you can jump on and if you click I want my lawn mode, we've just got a registration form at the moment to leave your name and email so we'll let you know as soon as we're up and running. Or if you want to mow lawns, let us know as well. We'd love to connect you because most of the industry right now is people paying franchise fees and quite hefty fees yes. in many circumstances to be able to actually start their own lawn mowing business. We would love to create an environment where anybody can start a lawn mowing business and treat it professionally without having to outlay thousands of dollars in franchise fees. Mm-hmm. So please, if you want to mow lawns or if you want
0: your lawns mowed, please come to Green Sox. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think uh, we may have some aspiring entrepreneurs that yeah, perhaps really love the outdoors and thinking, not really sure of a business idea and think, oh, maybe that is one that really... Uh, I can get behind. And then, of course, we've got other uh, very busy, ambitious entrepreneurs who may not necessarily want to continue mowing their lawns. So, of course, that is a a fabulous resource for them to go and check out. And, of course, we'll put all of the other links on the show notes too. Just go to ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com forward slash AES154. Andrea, thank you so very much for coming on the show. It really has uh, been a pleasure speaking with you today. Thank you so much for having me, Emory. Well, there you go. If you're an aspiring entrepreneur and you think, hey, maybe i um, getting into the lawn mowing business is for me, go and check out uh, those fantastic resources and also the, the link that we're sharing on our show notes. If this is the first time that you've joined us on the show, welcome. It's been a real pleasure to spend the last uh, 30 or so minutes with you. you want to do us a favor, go ahead and subscribe to our iTunes channel so that you can learn about all the other amazing guests that we interview every single week. And while you're there on iTunes, why not rate the show and leave a comment? That's a great way that we get our message out there to other aspiring entrepreneurs who want to build a like-minded community with other entrepreneurs as well. Anyway, that's uh, goodbye from me, another fantastic show. Look forward to uh, speaking with you again next week. Bye for now, everyone. You've been listening to the Ambitious Entrepreneur Show. Do you want to promote your business to tens of thousands of other ambitious entrepreneurs both nationally and internationally? I invite you to reach out and learn more about our customised sponsorship packages by emailing beasponsor at ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com. That's be a sponsor at ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com and we'll send you out further details.